So Jim, we talked about how Zengers is upgrading their ERP system so we can offer that online experience for our clients. But when you told me that you actually use your ERP system pro shop in discussions with your clients, I was like, really? A machine shop utilizing their ERP system with perspectives and their clients? Tell me about that. Well, it's kind of unique, but what we're doing now when we're doing a lot of prospecting with new OEMs to do business with, we get them on a video chat and we share our screen and we let the Pro Shop ERP system be part of the sales feature. I take them through the entire estimating process. I show them how the throughput of the work comes in as an estimate and all the way out to when we finish and ship the job. Every single operation is itemized within the ERP system. There's times involved for setup, minutes run per part, checking the part. So you think it's just just a higher level of professionalism that most machine shops aren't doing? Bingo. And the thing is too, it's cutting out all the nonsense and it's just, it's making everything black and white. And you know what? At the end of the day, Jason, the numbers don't lie. So if you can show somebody the numbers they're going to believe you. So go to Pro Shop ERP, talk to our good friend Paul Van Meter there. He'll be happy to hook you up with some kind of demonstration. So I'm not just telling... Tell them making chips sent you. Pro Shop ERP. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging. But if you're connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jason Zenger, and I'm joined in Rockford in our studio with Jim Carr and Nick Kulner. Hey. Hey, Jay-Z. Hey, Nick. Doing? It's good to be here today. Yeah, we have, our, we have our remote correspondent, Nick, finally back with us. He just got back from traveling the world for making chips, and he's come to join us again. Yeah, well, why don't we tell the metalworking nation why we're here in rockford and oh yeah so we just had the excitement about we just had our making chips christmas party so that was fun that was Um, it was really nice people at the restaurant no about 15 spouses and stuff like that i didn't count 20 sounds better yeah well Well, well, somewhere somewhere around that so we had a really nice dinner and drinks and celebrated and guess who got to pick the wine yours truly well of course so it was awesome i did a good job didn't i well, paying double price for the half-size bottle. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. right. <laughs> yeah, you're but it was good. Jim. I know, I know. That's my brand. So yes, it was nice to celebrate. I mean, for those of you that don't know, Making Chips is more than just Jim and Jason on a podcast and then occasionally welcoming Nick onto the podcast too. We are actually a marketing agency for manufacturers. So we had our marketing team there last night with like their significant others and everything. And it was fun. It was fun to celebrate as a team. So yeah. yeah. And I'm looking forward to, we are currently having a building renovate here in Rockford that is going to house our entire Making Chips marketing team. And we're going to have a real live studio with sexy offices and microphones and video equipment. So I'm, I really look forward to the day when we can start to utilize. When is that? Do, when, is when, it? We're, when we're not in our studio hotel. When we're not in our studio hotel. But when is uh, the completion of that? January. Mid January. That's good. January. But you know how these things go. Yeah, that, that could delayed, be late. So. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry. Mid-January for, uh, 2021. Yeah, maybe. No, 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 no I don't think it'll we be that can't late. Do that. No. But I know the team is really looking. We, we should have mentioned that last night at the Christmas party, but I think they all know because they see the building every day on their way in, they they look at the progress that 
the construction company is making on a daily basis. So, Well, right now we have about six people in one little office, and we keep adding team members, and the office isn't getting any bigger. So, No, it's not. And, and those of you from the Metalworking Nation who want to see our new offices and studio, we're going to have a little boring bar party. When it I don't think it's going to be little. It's going to be a big okay, blowout. It's going to be a big party. If so, I can help it. So contact us and let us know if you want to attend, and we would be happy to extend an invite. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, our boring bar is our newsletter, but it's actually going to be a real bar. So right. it'll be a place where we can have some can drinks. I bar- and can I bartend that night? You can. Yeah, you can. You know, I am a yeah. professional bartender from Me too. way back. Yeah, we, I know you are. We have that in Oh, common. God, that would be fun. The two yeah, of us should, behind the bar. Bartend. Ah, that would be so much fun. Tips. Yeah, you bet. I am not going to tip you. I know you won't. But you can make a <laughs> drink cheap. for me. I can do that. I can do that <laughs> in another way. It will life. be a very light pour. Yes. So, so it's the end of the year. It is. And I think that any wise manufacturing leader wants to take some steps in order to set up some kind of planning process for their company and say, okay, and it doesn't have to happen in December or January. I know you could you could start this process at, at another point in time, but for me, December is the best time to do this so that I can really kick off January I and mean, go to my team and say, this is our plans. And so we sat down for two days. It was two exhausting days and we went through and, and we really planned everything out. And as we've mentioned a lot of times on the show, we structure our company according to the EOS process. Companies, plurals. Companies, yeah. Because we're going we're to unify. Yeah, we have Zenger's Black. Yeah. And then we making actually run chi- making chips according to EOS as well. And, and so there's a lot of things that we do during that planning process. But like one of the things that you definitely get out of that is that it brings all of your leaders together and you get some time to really spend together for a concentrated amount of time that you don't normally get. And you go out to dinner and have some drinks and just have, have a really good time. So we went to RPM Italian, which is Bill Rancic and Juliana Rancic's restaurant, which in Chicago, it's one of the premier restaurant chains. Is that a sponsor? And, no, they're not. <laughs> well, you know, it's, maybe they should be. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a Chicago guy and, you yeah. know, helped build Trump Hotel, I think. We're yes. going way back into The Apprentice. He was the first, he was the first he, winner. Yeah. yeah, he was the first winner of The yeah. Apprentice. So I did anyway. not know that. Yeah, yeah, well, just a little food for thought for those of you that are coming to IMTS. If you want to make a reservation there, I would highly oh, yeah, uh, recommend it. Food so, for thought, good yeah. pun. Yeah. It's rock like star. That? It's rock star quality. So anyway, as a part of that, we went through some exercise and we did some team health exercises, which I, I, I wanted to share one of them with the Metalworking Nation because I thought this would be something good that the manufacturing leaders out there could do with their teams as well. And it doesn't have to be just with your leadership team. You could do it with any groups of people. And there's also a little like nuance thing, which I'll, which I'll talk about at the end, that could be useful not only to elevate your team health, but also to bring two people together who are in conflict with each other. But before we go there, I think that we should... I want to ask Nick, since you haven't been on the show in a long time, what's new at Advanced Machine and Engineering? Oh, we got so much that's new right now with the with the big expansion at our sister company. A lot a lot of the leaders of advanced also work with Hennig and we're we have this hundred and thirty five thousand square foot facility that we're expanding into. So there's a lot that's of quite impressive, my friend, I gotta tell you. I'm, yeah, it's exciting. It, and it's outside of the typical machine tool world, so it's a, it's nice to be a little bit diversified. Mm-hmm. And the other big thing is just the headaches of an ERP and CRM transition that I'm trying to navigate through. So those at are, AME. Yeah, those are the two I things. I did not know are, you're implementing a new ERP. Yeah, yeah. You, you should, yeah, you should have chose ProShop and you wouldn't have all these headaches. <laughs> you know, ProShop would be great if I was a I'm contract machine. manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it, I know. It would be my first pick. Because you actually talked to Paul and Paul was like, yeah, we're not a good fit for you. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, like, that was good that know. he said no. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's what's new here. Awesome. Okay. All right. And Nick, you actually have some manufacturing news for us. And my understanding is that we're going to we're gonna take a real deep dive into this manufacturing news because it's big enough and important enough that we should spend some time more than just a couple minutes exploring this and really getting into the details of it. Yeah. So my uncles and my dad were all in this text thread. And as soon as the news came out that we reached this new agreement, the USMCA, which is the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Mm-hmm. It's essentially NAFTA 2.0. Mm-hmm. And everybody's really excited excited about it, especially manufacturers. Okay. So for those of us that really are kind of oblivious to that, can you give us the truncated version of what it, what it's all about? You're oblivious to a lot of things, Jim. Well, you know, I'm a busy guy and I've got a lot, I've got a lot going through my head. You like to act like looking at Zanger's logos and everything. But anyway, can you tell the metal working nation a little bit about how this is going to affect a, the American economy and B more important? Well, just as importantly us as manufacturers. Yeah. So I, before you even get to Jim's question, I have a quick question kind of teeing this up. Trump's been talking about this for a long time, right? Yeah, that we've been trying to get this done for about a year. I feel so. like we've talked about this on Making Chips before yeah. as well. I know it came out like Pelosi, I think, kind of took credit for it. But I think this is something that Trump's been talking about for a long time. So this has got to be some kind of bipartisan yeah, it just, agreement. It just keeps getting delayed. And that's the news, really, is that there is an agreement now. Yeah. It, it still has to be ratified, but there's an agreement. Yeah. So basically... I didn't know this until I started digging in, but one-fifth of the total value of U.S. manufacturing output is from our most critical partners, Canada and Mexico. That is, that's so 20%. More than the next 11 countries combined. So when we have a deal that's favorable to manufacturers of that magnitude... So we need to include Canada and Mexico in this as our allies. Yeah. Okay. The agreement promises stronger intellectual property rules to protect manufacturing inventions. It sets new and improved standards for the digital economy. I think what we're trying to say there is that we can't continue to have things manufactured in China that is proprietary because China has no qualms about stealing intellectual property no matter what types of you know legal agreements are there they just don't care and that's a that's a good point because this is a north american agreement but they said that some of the some of this could set precedent for agreements with countries like china so well but china that's like kind of their mo is stealing intellectual property right and i think it remains to be seen but even if there were certain laws in place that'd be challenging to enforce them especially that far away right so how is it going to be enacted well when do they propose this to be ratified and well i see that here it says a u.s trade representative and white house senior advisor jared kushner who i think is related to trump somehow i think he's married to his daughter right yes and Canadian Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland are expected to be in Mexico City on Tuesday for a signing ceremony. So it looks like it's oh, going to wow. be signed, signed gonna pu- soon. So they're going to push it through before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah that's oh. the idea. It, it, it's, okay. it's agreed to in principle. They have to ratify Okay, so when will we start to feel the effects of this? Here, I'll, gi- I'll give you a quote from one You're of the articles feelings, I was reading. Well, I, I, I want to know, I w- because there's so much talking that goes on in, in the White House and politics. And at the end of the day, we're manufacturers. I just want to know how it's going to affect me, my business, and, and how we're going to benefit from something. There's just so- How are you going to feel it? 
how are we going to feel sure. it? When when are we going to feel it, and how how is it going to feel? Right, because we just talked about the recession, and maybe this is a way to bump that out. That would be awesome. That'd be, cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'll give a couple blurbs from some of the research I was doing. The benefits would extend to every state, offering communities across the country opportunities for growth. The USMCA requires 75% of automobile components to be manufactured in the US, Canada, and Mexico in order to avoid tariffs, and that 40 to 45% of automobile parts be made by workers who earn at least $16 an hour by 2023. That is one of the most fairest statements I've heard in a long time. Because, you know, I know when you go to buy a new car, it shows you there has to be on the sticker, it has to show you what percent is right. actually made in the United States, blah, 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 blah. So this is saying 75%? Yes. And at a macro level, it's supposed to create north of 176,000 new jobs and inject $34 billion into the U.S. auto industry. That's so awesome. for anyone who's doing automotive machining, that's got to be a good I just thing. bought a 100% made in the USA car, so... You know, my car just got totaled. You, I, I sent you guys the pick. I got rear-ended really bad. Did it, and so did I it have get to totaled? make a decision, and I was talking to Steve Schubert, our COO, and I was like, what kind of car should I get? Because it's a company a car. Tesla. And he's like, get an American-made car. You don't want to pull up talking about American-made products, pull up at the customer in like a Hyundai or something, which is actually what I was driving. So, yeah. so I'm thinking American-made, maybe Ford. So as a young man growing up in our small machine shop manufacturing company, watching my dad and taking cues from him, We'd be sitting in the office and he'd have an, a 10 a.m. appointment with a sales manager or steel company or a tooling guy. And But you only buy your tooling from Zenger. So I know, I but they'd know. pull up and... It was your dad. No, I'm sure Steve would never drive a Toyota or a Camry. No, or, he didn't. He bought American. Yeah. So My dad used to evaluate the salespeople when they pulled That's up good. in their car. And he'd say, there's no way I'm giving this guy more than five minutes because he's driving a, a non-American car. There you go. And that's how he used to validate them years ago. So as simple as that is, it just goes to show you what perception does to people and I still carry those values in my head. I have yet, Jim Carr has yet to buy a foreign car, a, a name. I mean, my Buick probably was manufactured in you well, know, I'm sure there's components Korea, manufactured everywhere. But yeah. at the end of the day, I still carry an American legacy brand car. So You know, that's an idea I tested too out there when, when I'm talking to customers. Does American-made really matter? Is someone going to make a decision to purchase our stuff because we make it in the U.S. versus an import it, from Taiwan? It can't hurt. And I'm telling you, like it does matter to people. Well, I've had many of these discussions with my clients as well because we have a line of our own Z-cut carbide end mills, yes, which you are do. all yes, made you do. in the USA. I remember way back when, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, nobody would buy a tap or an end mill or a drill that wasn't made in the USA. And now that there now there's brands such as remember Precision Twist Drill? Of course they were in Crystal None of it Lake. Is made in the United States anymore. Yeah, they have and they, I don't, they had I don't, an I, awesome. They had an awesome uh, Right, but it's all made in Brazil and France now. Wow. It's, it's a little sad, but I always try to focus on made in the USA as much as we we possibly can. I mean, a lot of our biggest lines are a lot of them are made in the USA, but we also have two top lines like YG, which is made in South Korea and Iskar, which is made in Israel. So it's it's a tough balance, you know what I mean? But I think you need to be intentional about, hey, we need to support USA manufacturing as much as we possibly can. And even companies like, how do you balance this? You know, you mentioned your Buick could be made with it could um, be Korean components parts. in Korea. Yeah. Well, a lot of the YG end mills that we sell are actually made in South Carolina. Right. So I know. <laughs> right. it's, it's a global economy. It really is. So what, let's close up this manufacturing news. 
I'm glad to hear that both political parties are helping push this through. Yeah, that's probably it. Shows the a little best. bit of an alliance. That's the best thing for me. That's too. the best just thing. Just like finally, we're we're just not fighting constantly. We've come to an agreement, and it's it's the kind of things that politics is supposed to do. Get exactly, get it done. And well, I want I want to make a couple points about this. Go. So, like, just to be clear. This is not just about manufacturing per se, no. like, like our type of, course, of manufacturing. Yeah. This is supposed to affect farming, manufacturing, energy, and as Trump mentioned in one of his tweets, unions. So I, I think it's interesting that this is not only endorsed by the Republican president, but it's also endorsed by the labor unions and, and everything. So th- this is something for us that could unite us as a country, which I think is important right now. We, we need, need that. that. We need that. And I love my Mexican and Canadian friends on both sides of the border. I mean, I, I feel very blessed that I live in the United States, not only because of the United States, but let's be honest, our neighbors are very friendly with us, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is really important. I was in Mexico. I've been to Mexico twice this year. And I mean, you get nothing but nice people when you go to Canada. So, I mean, it's... Hey. Should... <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we're rambling a little bit here. And so let's just kind of... Well, like you said we on. were going to do a deep dive. So we did. Yeah. So we did do a deep dive. I hope the Metalworking Nation appreciates that because I think this is a big deal. And, and I think that you're going to hear more about... And what this. I'd like to say is if anybody has really... If this really does affect let us know. We'd we'd like to share yeah, your experience. Hear, yeah, that's a great. I'd love great one. I'd love to hear your experience from this ratified agreement. That's well, once coming it gets fruition. ratified, and right. hopefully that's very soon. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's hard to like really feel that impact directly, but maybe there's somebody out there that that does. And yeah, like Jim said, if you have some part that like you literally appeared on your lap and you quoted it out and, and it's it's something that was brought back to the United States. I love we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear your story about how the USMCA has affected your business. Yeah. Jim, you were I heard you muttering something about a sheet metal job. Are you doing sheet metal now? I know you're you're a well, CNC machine shop, but Well we are we're, we're specialists in three and four axis CNC machining. However when our customer sends a big package to us and they happen to just throw in a couple of sheet metal jobs, I use Zometry to quote the job and do it for me. It's really great. I don't have to say no to that line item because let me tell you, procurement wants to do business with people that are easy to work with. and They want to deal with nice guys like Jim and Jason too. Exactly. So if I have a job in part of a package that has a sheet metal job in it, I can use Zometry as my partner to do that work for me. And, well, and they also do plastic injection molding and 3D printing. They do. They're, they're experts at three, four, and five-axis five axis. Wow. CNC machining in, in close tolerance and finishing as well. But no, definitely you can use them for sheet metal. And it's great. Just go to Zometry.com. X-O-M. E-T-R-Y dot com. You bet. Check it out. So what are we going to talk about today, Mr. Zayer? So what we're going to talk about today, as I mentioned before, is we went through our, our end of year planning process where we reviewed our core values, we reviewed our core focus, we set out a target that, we, that we're going to rally the whole company behind. And it's not necessarily a monetary target, but it's something that we could really get everybody aligned with. We reviewed our marketing strategy and, and then we 
put together our rocks for this next quarter. But amongst that, there's a couple other things that we did is we did some of these team health exercises. And there was one of them that was especially touching, I guess you would say. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but it was nice. So we have five people on our on our leadership team. And we don't typically spend this much time together all in one time. I mean, two all day periods where we're working from 7am until six at night and then we're going off to dinner together and then starting up again the next morning. So it was nice. So one of the things that we did is that team health is important. The culture of your company is important and and it starts all the way at the top. This particular team health exercise is intended to do two things. It's intended to affirm one of the things that you admire most about the people in the room and also give you the opportunity to express where you think maybe that person could make some improvement. Ooh. Now, I, yeah, ooh, exactly. That's your first reaction. So I think one of the things that we don't do enough is that we don't think of good ways in order to, to constructively give somebody a recommendation on how to do things better because nobody likes to be told that they could use some improvement but let's be honest i can't wait to hear what they said we all have (laughs) strength we all have strengths and weaknesses yes we do and not that you want to focus on your weaknesses but if there's certain things that you need to stop doing it it needs to be said and so a lot of times when you have conflict that's what brings people together so this is a way to bring some intentional conflict into the room and also to affirm what people are doing that's really great and that's intended to increase the team health so are we going to do that for each other we could do that yeah i don't want to do it right now on air (laughs) no we are I want to hear how no. no I want to okay, hear how you went, how it went we're with going you and to. Zangers. So so basically, what you can do and is, what is it really before you get there and tell us what happened? Why is that important? I don't because know. it brings you closer together. So like think but, about it. So Jim. if I tell you that I'm not really happy with what you're doing, how does that really help? Because it's gonna it's gonna create some angst between you and I. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you the way to say some of these things. That's that's going to be constructive. Okay. Okay. And, I, and first I, of all, you start off with the positive anyway. So right. You'll so Jason, I, sandwich. No, it's not a sandwich. It's just it's, like Jason. I really like it's your a flatbread sandwich. sandwich. It's an open face sandwich. There you go. <laughs> So the simplest way to do this is you just pass cards around the table, just an index card around the table, and you got a front and back of the index card. And everybody is going to take some time, and you're going to have, for each person in the room, including yourself, you're going to have an index card, and you just write the person's name at the top and put your, your own name at the top of one of them. And the first, first thing that you're going to write down, and you're going to do this you're going to do this for everybody, and you're going to you're going to write all these things down at once, and then you're going to go through each individual person. So I'll get there. So, so you do a you do a positive and a negative for all five of your leadership team members. Exactly. So mm. so the the thing that you want to answer is that's the good. One, the one thing I most admire about your contribution to our team is, and then you write that down. Okay. So I'm I would do that for Jim, and I would do that for Nick, and then I would even go to myself and say the contribution that I am most proud of to the team is. X and I would write that down about myself. Okay. Okay. And then on the other side of the card, you write down, I would admire you even more if you started or stopped doing X. Oh, I immediately thought something of you right away. Picking his nose on the webinars? No. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so that's because you probably know. So it. that's the way you do it. So you so what you do is you, you write these things down. Okay. And then the Were person, you surprised at what you heard? You want me to read you what, what they wrote no, about No, you me? don't have to because it's it's kind of proprietary and I don't really care and I don't think the Metalworking Nation does either. But what I think more importantly I is how I'm curious. did you expect to hear that? 
Did you Did know? I expect to hear what I heard? Yes. Some of it, yes, and okay. some of it, no. Some of it was nice to hear and also like gave me the ability to say, okay, I'm going to double down on some of those things that I'm doing and also affirms some of the things that I'm, that I'm doing correctly. So okay. that was nice to hear. So at the end of the day, do you think that this exercise is truly going to help your yes. business grow yes. or hit those targets yes, in absolutely. 2020? Okay. It's not, I mean, it's not about like your targets directly and, and business shouldn't always be about like, oh, well, we got to put more money in our pocket. We or all spend grow a lot our of sales time with, by the, 20%. with, with these yeah. people, yes, and, you know, right. we, we're all on this mission together and, and we want it to be healthy, you know? So it's more about the health of the, the team than the business as a whole. Exactly. It's about exercise. the health of the team. Exactly. So so what you do is you write all these down and then the brave one says, okay, I'll go first. And you're basically saying, I'm going to be the first person that everybody goes through and says all these nice things and maybe not so nice things about. And you go around the room and you go from left to right and everybody expresses these things. And then at the end, everybody hands those cards over to that person. And then the brave one, then you you go from that person to the person on their left and you go around the room and you start off with the positive. So like every single person in the room says their thing that I most admire about your contribution to the team. And then when everybody is done, you say what you are most proud of as far as your contribution to the team. And then everybody goes around the room with that same person and says, I would admire you more if you started or stopped doing X. And then okay. you're done. And then you hand the cards over. And it takes a while. You know, well, How long um, did that take for your team oh, of five? Probably 30 minutes. Oh, that's not that long. I thought you were going to say two hours. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, no. You got to take some time, like 10 minutes, actually writing those things down. Sure. And the key is be sincere. Don't write some... Was your wife in that meeting? Yeah, she was in the meeting. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm thinking. I've got, I've got hers. Like, you know, <laughs> what did you like, tell her that she didn't and like? And Jason sleeps on the couch. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I've got her card that she gave to me and that she wrote about me. And I mean, if you guys want me to I share could, one, I could. I could probably tell you what she wrote. Okay. Well, no, I don't. I don't care. You don't know. You keep saying you don't care, Jim, and it's starting to make me feel bad. Like I think if I would, I care. If no, I, I deeply it's your, care, it's your I think business. if I were to say this about you, I would admire you more if you started caring more about me. Hmm. Interesting. I do care about you. I care about no, both you of you. You just said you it. don't. You just said you don't care. I don't care. It's, I don't care about your business. Well, that's your business, not mine. He cares about how you affect him. I care about how you affect the the company. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you an. Ex- I'm going to give but you an you example. Do, you do. You so, do. You do care for me because back, you took care of me on Halloween. And I appreciate that. So go, Both of you did. Did you guys talk about that on the podcast? We did. Oh, good. Yeah. So going back to this, I'm trying to keep you guys focused. If you want to make this successful, you have to be sincere. Don't do the whole thing where you make a negative a positive. Like that's a cop-out. Right. Like you have to say something that you genuinely want that person to stop doing. Or you have to genuinely say something that you want that person to start doing. Like don't do something like a positive negative like i said that's that's like a, a backhanded compliment or yeah, anything. yeah yeah like don't do that actually get raw and dig into that person in a way that is Oof. you know that is nice so you're it, kind of moving important. toward conflict in a way yeah you are but Absolutely. it's my dad always talks about like we have to have healthy conflict that's in our what this meetings is. so yeah yeah that's what this is so I'll, I'll read you one. I'll read my wife's so, since you asked about it. So what my wife said to me, the one thing I admire most about your contribution to the team is, is your 24-7 dedication to the success of the team and the business. And then what she said was, I would admire you even more if you stopped taking on more than you can reasonably handle mm. while keeping your sanity. That's exactly what I would have predicted. That's not what I would have predicted, but yeah. So she was really hitting me and saying, you do too much. 
I needed to hear that. Right. So so that's kind of like, it's almost like the what she admires is also contributing to the problem. Exactly. Well, 24-7. Yeah, that, that is a good point. But what she's saying is like, it's on my mind and she appreciates that. But at the same time, I think what she's trying to say is I take on too many projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you can't so, follow through with all exactly. of them. Exactly. Yep. That's the entrepreneur mindset. Taking on too many things. Yeah, and- exactly. So... You can also use this in a different way. Now, let's just say you have two people in your company who are clearly, and maybe it's a little subtle underneath that people feel, but they're not directly fighting, two people that are in conflict with each other. You could, as a, as a leader, take those two people in a, in a room and you can do a very similar exercise to this in order to bring them a little bit more together. And now this one's going to get a little bit deeper. It might even actually take a little bit longer. But what you do is you, you have them write down these same things, but they do three of each. So they write three things that they most admire about the other person, and then they write down three things that they want the other person to start or to stop doing. And and this is a, just a one-on-one This is thing. a one-on-one thing. You as the manufacturing leader need to be in the room with them, and this might take 30 to 60 minutes just for these two people, but it's a way for them to do two things. It allows each person to see that they actually are appreciated by the other person and that they are doing some things that are positive, but then it also gives each individual information about what they're doing that the other pe- person does not like. And and it might help to heal some of those wounds if, mm-hmm. if each of them are able to follow through on, on those things that... Um, like addressing the elephant in the room. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you pick which two? Like right now, in, in my mind, I, I know we, these two roles in every business group that need to be really tight. No, if people are fighting, like if it's clear that these two people don't oh, get along okay. with each other. Okay, so you know, seriously, like, like yeah, there's yeah. angst between them. Right, gotcha. right. You need yeah, right. to pull them into yeah. the room. So when you guys are bickering, which you do pretty Sometimes. much on podcast, do I need to like pull you, you aside and do this yeah, exercise between yeah. Jason and Jim? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to tell Jim, you need to stop trying to talk over me, and Jim's going to tell me, you need to stop being late. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that's the gist of it. This was intended to be a short little... Um, no, thank you. That's, that's like good. ...like of information that, yeah. you know, hopefully will help people in bringing their team a little bit closer together. And this is done annually? Yes. Okay. It's not done quarterly. makes sense, too, because... Okay. Like, Usually people take some time off near the holidays and yep. give them some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they make New Year's resolutions and mm-hmm. like, hey, going into this coming year, I'm going to really address these issues. No, it's good, Jason. Thank you for sharing that. We're having our annual meeting with my leadership team next week, and I'm, I've got to craft a structure together, and I don't know what to do yet, but we'll get it done. I'll just open up my book and see what it says. So we'll do this exercise. Do you think you'll do it? This exercise? Yeah. Jim's afraid. No, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. At my age, I've I've been might through. Make him cry. I've been through it all. Are you no, gonna cry? I'm not gonna cry, man. No way. I did. Um, say, I did say there was one that like was you know surprising. Very special. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So one of them that they said to me is they most admire about my ability to focus my attention on someone and make them feel special. Aww, so, Aww. it's really nice. That yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Who wrote that? I've never felt that. I don't remember from you. But what they, <laughs> but what they, what they, I wouldn't have wrote that. 
I wouldn't but, be. <laughs> <laughs> but what they wish that I would start doing is maintaining my focus until the end of a discussion. Boom. <laughs> yes. So this was good to get some insight into what I could be doing better, how I could be a better leader. And I think that this could be something that's really helpful for the team. And you get the cards at the end so that you can, you know, kind of reflect back on them and look at them throughout the year and say, am I still doing these things? Can I double down on these things that I'm doing well? Sure. Sure. I think we should do this at some point with the Making Chips group. With, that, with just yeah, the three yeah. leaders? Just the, no, the this, is the, this is your yeah. leadership team. No, this is just for your leadership you do, okay, team. Yeah, so but we're such a you small do, group. It's all, you know, so it's, just to be clear, this is not something that just has to be done with your leadership team. Right. I mean, this is something, I mean, your warehouse team could do this amongst themselves. I mean, any team that works closely with each other can go through this exercise. Sure. So was this the highlight of your two-day offsite? this exercise? or I wouldn't say it's the highlight. It's just one of the many really nice things that we did. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe we'll have some kind of curated blog about this particular type of exercise in a future boring bar. Yeah. And I think uh, Christine would knock that out of the park. Yeah, I'm sure R- writing she writing about different ways to build team health. Right. I, it's a it's great. And, and I if think you, we can if all you, use the it. listener have any any tips or if you do any of these exercises, please let us know. Yeah. We'd love to talk about it. Because at the end of the day it's not all about making chips because if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips. Well, Jason, I have to say, I I admire you for always bringing new leadership ideas to the table. Well, I am the visionary. There you go. But what what would make me admire you more... So are are you saying what I should start doing? Yes, start there you go. What you should start doing that you didn't do is please ask the listeners for ratings and reviews. It's hey, a Metalworking Nation, please go to iTunes, search Making Chips, and give us a five star and let us know what you think. How's that, Nick? Perfect. Thank you. iTunes, Spotify, however you listen, let us know what you think. Bam.